Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Off the Board with Jimmy Train on SI.com. This week's show will feature two segments. First, we start things off with Drew McGarry, currently writes for Deadspin and GQ. And uh, if you have followed the blogosphere for a long time, he goes way back to Kissing Susie Colbert, which started in 2006 and was one of the more popular sports blogs. So we talked to him about how the internet blogging media has changed over time. And Drew is a very, very, very funny guy if you're not familiar with his writing. And um, he definitely does not hold back on his opinion. So if you like people who just say what they think, you will enjoy that interview. And then after I spoke to Drew, two of my colleagues, Rohan Nardkani and Matt Dollinger, joined me. They host Crossover TV on SI.com every week, which is a very good show. Any NBA fan should check it out. You will enjoy it. And we just um, basically chatted for a little bit because Rohan used to work with Drew at Deadspin and they have a little um, feud going. So Rohan addressed that. And then Matt is a big MMA fan and had some hot takes about Ronda Rousey in the WWE. So there was a big discussion about that if you're a wrestling fan or an MMA fan. So a little something for everyone as we try to get through the slow time here. NBA is going on and that's about it. Baseball spring training underway. We need to get the season started. Should be a good one, especially if you're a Yankee fan like me. So just trying to get through the little uh, downtime here. March Madness starts soon. Everyone will think they're a basketball expert after not watching it all season. And then that first week of the tournament, everyone knows what's going on, apparently, which is always amusing. And uh, But we do have some good podcast guests lined up in the next coming weeks. I don't like to promote it early because I feel like things can happen. But if you're a fan of New York radio, I think we might get someone in studio who you will enjoy. If you're a fan of great sitcoms, one that aired on NBC, we may have someone coming in in late March, but I can't, I don't want to say anything because if they fall through, things happen, then I look like a dope. So that's where we stand right now. So for this episode, Drew McGarry and then my colleagues, Matt Dollinger and Rohan Narkani, and uh, it's a little potpourri of everything on this episode of Off the Board with Jimmy Train on SI.com. Here's Drew McGarry. I mean, Kissing Susie Colbert was really one of the first and biggest um, blogs out there. Do, do you have anything but fond memories of that time? No, I mean, I wrote about it this year. I mean, some. I mean, you look back at some of the copy, and there's there's some stuff that obviously may, makes me cringe now. But no, it, I mean, at the time, it was. Yeah, it it was. I mean, to to have that site essentially come out of the Deadspin comment section when I was sort of working in advertising, and to have this sort of whole other industry sort of present itself and grow and be part of that. No, I mean, it was really, really fascinating and you know the unfortunate thing is that i don't know that you know a lot of homemade websites are going to be able to to thrive in in the environment the way it is now and you know i I really do look you know look back fondly in the days of je skeets and true hoop and all those sort of you know pioneer is too strong of a word but you know it's just sort of people sort of starting out and trying to do something that was you know different and you know do it their own way and then it would it would find an audience somehow and you know it was it was really fun to be to be part of all that yeah as the guy who was in that time period writing hot clicks i totally agree about writing stuff that makes you cringe and doing stuff that makes you cringe and uh it's funny you bring up jay i i feel like 
the starters are such a great story and sometimes I don't, I feel like they don't get enough credit for what they've become going to TV, NBA TV and having that daily show. They do, they've done a great job from day one and I think it's such a great story that gets overlooked. That is and you know the and there are so many great stories like that them and with nuts and you know and and free darko and just uh, you know particularly in basketball I don't know what it is about basketball that lends itself to to the the form but it just seemed like like that you know that sort of style of internet writing and that sport really were a match made you know sort of in heaven and you know i i don't i i don't want to credit for you know sort of the cultural juggernaut that the nba is now but you can sort of feel, you sort of sense that sort of personality that sort of web-based personality sort of undergirding the whole yeah. sport you know it's a definitely I mean, obviously it's it's more important that LeBron can play basketball <laughs> really well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It's it does seem like it was the perfect internet sport, and now it seems like it's the perfect social media sport. And they, I give the NBA credit for embracing it. I mean, the NFL does the opposite. They you know basically want to spit on people who use their clips yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so. it sucked. And <laughs> like the and what we always were wondering, like when when we were doing KSK, was like. Where are all the football bloggers, you know? And it just, it, it, in the decades since, it just seems like it's still this humorless wasteland of bad writing. Yep. And I don't know why, because, you know, it, it, you know, the funny people watch football and fun people watch football and stuff like that. I don't know how the humorless of, humorlessness of the sort of leadership of the sport sort of filtered down into fans and just can't seem to find any sort of, you know, giddy writing that, that you know that that centers it, around the sport. It's, yeah. it's unfortunate. It's a it's a, it's a really really fascinating point that you bring up. I'm thinking about it as you're saying it, and I mean, obviously, I think of a lot of it has to do with the media. I mean, football media not exactly a fun bunch. Um, nope. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's where are like the cool, funny? I hate the word cool, but the funny, original, unique football bloggers. It's a it's a really good question, um, and it's always seemed to be. Not, I mean, you guys did it back then, but I can't think of anyone really over the years who've done that well. I mean, to me, the the sort of the best example would be a PFT commenter, you right, know, and, right? And and he's fantastic and just just a just a brilliant comic mind. And it seems, you know, it seems to me like you know there would be there would be more, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you know, um, but it just. I almost think of him, I guess now with that he's with Barstool, I almost think of him as all sports and not just NFL, but yeah, I guess he would be, NFL is sort of his main um, yeah, sport yeah. I mean, that he Yeah, I mean, NFL on. would be his, his sort of bread and butter, and yeah. Then, but yeah, of course, it's, it's you know, it's a, you and I know it's a year-round sort of or, ordeal staying in this blog life, so. Do you ever think about, I mean, you obviously, you couldn't do a lot of what you did on kissing, not that you'd want to, but even just in terms of, words and expressions i mean is it ever do you ever think i was lucky i started it back then because if you started it now i i mean maybe that's the thing maybe it's hard to be funny now because there's so many limitations on what you can say no i don't think it's that i i I think the reason it wouldn't take off now is because of twitter and facebook that just is the those are the you know, those are the main drivers of the internet. And so your homemade mom and pop site is just not going to get viewed because it's going to, you know, the traffic's going to be driven to the big sites. And that's, you know, it's just sort of been walled off. 
And, you know, I sort of, you know, I got in before the door closed behind ever behind everybody. And, you know, that's, that's lucky for me, but it's, you know, I don't think it's good for, I don't think it's good for sports writing. I don't think it's good for just readers in general. You mm-hmm. know, I, I yeah. think readers are out there craving something better, you know, than just whatever, you know, garbage fantasy column Matt Berry puts up on ESPN <laughs> or whatever. It's, it, the crazy thing, too, I remember about Kissing Susie Colbert was when Michael Tunison sort of added himself and then got fired by the Washington Post. I mean, it feels like if that happened today, that would be such a huge media story because now media is covered like a, it, it's a sport. But back then, I don't remember if it was if, if it got a lot of traction. But that show, I mean, the people who, who are listening to this who may not be as familiar with Kissing Susie Colbert, I mean, that I mean, that was a big thing that uh, one of your guys lost his job at the Washington Post because they didn't like, I guess, the association with kissing Susie Colbert. I mean, to me, that was a wild story back then and still is today. Yeah, if I remember, they, uh, the reason they let him go was because he, when he uh, outed himself, he said he was part of a, a dying medium or something like that. Right, and right. Post, <laughs> and Post Management, known, you know, known for their sense of humor, didn't cotton to that <laughs> and all that stuff. It, it would probably be a bigger deal uh, now, but again, I don't, you know, I don't know that there's a media environment now where uh, an anonymous blogger is going to rise to the level of prominence mm-hmm. where, you know, if he outs himself, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a big deal. You know, it's right. It's just not, it's just not amenable to that anymore. Do you, I should know this and I'm a, I'm a bad host for not checking this before I, I got That's you on the phone, right. but are, are the archives still around? Can keep, people keep, go read? All, Cause I know like SI, like they wiped out all like stuff pre, I don't know, a couple of years ago. So like none of my old stuff's around, which is a bummer. But I don't know. This kissing Susie Colbert, is that stuff still around for people to read? I think, I think if you sort of deep dive, like none of my stuff has my byline on it. Like I used to write under the, the gnome de plume of Big Daddy Drew, which right. is really stupid, and I could I could tell you why, but there's no point. <laughs> uh, but now it says by kissing Susie Colbert, and when Uprox bought us, and then when when I left KSK, uh, you know I think there were they were very touchy about images being used because you know when we were using a Blogspot site, we would just grab stuff off of Google Image Search or whatever. We weren't we yeah. didn't care, you know. We it just didn't occur to us that usage fees were like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I always, I always, I was always envious and jealous of you guys who could do that. I got, I well, got SI sued once, and after that, I couldn't really steal pictures anymore. Well, apparently, you weren't supposed to do that no. because I think, I think, I think a good, uh, you know, if the posts haven't been taken down, I think some posts remain, but the images have been stripped down, so they don't really make any sense in context. Right. Right. Um. So, like, like there's stuff there, but it's all sort of. Uh, you know, it's all sort of stewed up by old, you know, sort of internet quirks and farks and yeah. stuff like that. We used to have a problem with the archives where, like, every every apostrophe was like a wingding instead, <laughs> stuff like that. Well, you you guys, I'm going to say this quick so I don't get in trouble. You guys had a Monday column that I loved and make sure I read every week. That made me laugh, but I'm going to go on because I don't want to get fired. So now you're currently, um, <laughs> you do Deadspin NGQ, which I find... Very interesting, and and I'm sort of jealous because there are days I come into SI and I'd much write about much rather write about politics than sports. But wh- where do you stand? Do you get more excited to write about for GQ and politics, or do you still? I mean, you've been doing the sports stuff, I guess, longer. What what do you enjoy more right now? No, I it's 
I like doing everything. Like I need to be sort of a multitasker in terms of tone and stuff like that. So like there's a lot of itches I want to scratch. So, if, you know, if there's something, it's, it's nice to have a place to put those things, you know. So if it's like, you know, it's nice to do sort of old school classic reaction blogging where like if somebody writes a stupid take, you know, you can go and break down some garbage take from, you know, ESPN or something like that quick right. and get that sort of blogging rush. But then there's also the more studied pieces, you know, that are outside of sports that are rewarding in their own way. And then there are like print features, which are almost like small books because they go through copy editing and fact check and all that. And there are books themselves. So, you know, all of them satisfy different needs and they exercise different muscles. And, you know, it, it really just depends. I mean, I'm like anybody else where, you know, I'll do one post and sort of have a good, strong feeling about it, you know, and happy that I did. And then that's supposed to get five views and then something else <laughs> got dashed off in three yeah. seconds. Yeah. 200,000. Yeah. Now, do you, do you get tired of, listen, I think everyone, if you're sane, I think you get tired of Trump's bullshit as a, as a human being, as a writer, right. do you get tired of it as a writer or do you look at it like, well, th- it's a never ending, um, avenue of material no it's not though it's it's really diminishing returns because you know there's really no other take other than that he's just awful and shouldn't be president and you know it's just it's just a sign of horrible decay of of everything and you know once you've sort of said that this there's really not you know i can't amplify the hysteria more because that would just be you know, eventually you get into that sort of Keith Oldman territory where you're like, sir, you know, and <laughs> it's just. I think even Keith, Keith couldn't handle it anymore, so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think it just, it just wears you down. I think we're all just so tired, you know, Here, and. It, the thing that's funny about it is I totally agree, and, and I, it's like, you know, you wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm not going to pay attention to it. I need a break from it. I don't, I, and then he'll say, you know, he would have gone into the. He would have confronted the shooter even without a gun. And it's like, how, how can you ignore that? It's just so ripe for mocking. And yeah. It's disgusting on one hand, and then you also want to mock it on the other. It's, it, it, but there's never a break from it. There's never it, – it, 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 there's not one day where you can get a break from it. No, there isn't. And, you know, I, you know, there's been any number of sort of think pieces where, you know, it's, you know, talking to comedians about how they how they struggle with the Trump presidency because he's a parody of himself and all that stuff and why it's so hard. And I mean, the basic thing is that it's just not funny. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just awful. So right. and I can only say everything sucks. So, many times, so now, <laughs> even though I have a right now, sports fans are crazy and, and have a screw loose. And now I when you get into the politics world now, you now I, I, I don't know you, but I'm, I clearly just from reading over the years. I get the vibe. You really don't give a shit if someone's sending you nasty comments. Um, no. But how, give me the difference between the comments you get on like a sports hot take and a political column. Yeah, I think they're all of a kind because, you know, you know, your average, you know, wingnut is going to barge into a sports blog <laughs> and say Obama's Hitler anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like we like to say that, that sports and politics are somewhat, uh, inextricably linked and the comments are no different. So uh, my, my, I think, the, I think the thing I would say most is that Facebook comments are demonstrably worse than just regular website comments. Yeah, of course. Not surprising. That's, that tends to be the hard and fast yeah. rule. Um, I, I, I want to, uh, I, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I just, I, please, oh, I could hear my voice in the background for a moment, but now oh. I cannot hear it. So it's okay. okay. 
good. Um, I, I'm gonna. Th- I want to throw some sports topics at you just to get like the Drew McGarry sure. take on them. But before we do that, I do. I, I have. You do. I, you write about politics. You write about sports. But I always find too the just the life stuff that you write about. I think you do perfectly. Um, and oh, thank you. The you had a column. I I I think I tweeted the first day every summer about how much you hate the summer. And I never in my it. life related to a column more. Now, listen, I'm fat, so I think that's a big part of why I hate the summer. But even right. if I was skinny, I think I would hate the summer with a passion. And I and I think of myself as a lunatic because all these people live all these months to get to summer, and they're so happy, and I become miserable. So when I read that, it was it was it just I I wanted to wrap my arms around that column. I I used to like it, but then I had kids, right? So. Right. <laughs> And then it's destroyed. So, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where, you know, I'm really happy when the weather turns warm like anybody else. You know, it's it's really nice to have, you know, when March Madness, that first, sort of first day, out, you know, drinking outside for mm-hmm. March Madness and everyone's flouncing around in flip flops and tank tops and stuff like that. I get all that. I get that giddy rush. And I like going to pools and stuff like that. I think but, the problem so, in New York is we don't have a spring or a fall. We have summer and winter, it seems. We get like, you know, maybe a week of spring and a week of fall. But everything is summer or winter. It's either 90 with the humidity right. where you can't breathe or then, you know, we're dealing with snowstorms and terrible weather. Well, and, and the other problem is that in New York, essentially, outdoor summer is completely segregated from the city, right? You, in order to have like a, a proper summer, you have to like summer as a verb somewhere other than Manhattan, right? Right. It, because otherwise you're just baking on like a concrete skillet. <laughs> so, and it, it is, it's, it's, you know, it, and so you're stuck on this island and you have to go on a like steam bath subway to get out of there. But yeah, that'll ruin your summer. The subway, the New York City subways in the summer, it's a, is a real peach. Um, oh, I was going to go. <laughs> I, was, I remember I lived in Midtown and I was going to go to a Yankees game. Like someone had given me tickets to Yankees game. Like, because I was at an ad agency, so it was like some media boondoggle. And I went to go get the four train at 59th Street where you have to go down like into the depths of hell. And it was like a pouring, <laughs> and it was like a pouring rainstorm. And I already knew it'd be trouble because cause when it's summer and it rains, all that steam, yeah, the steam somehow it doesn't yeah. rise. Somehow it all goes down into the subway tunnels. Yeah. And so I go down and like people can't even like get off the escalator. Like there's just a pile of human beings at the bottom of the escalator because the platform's so backed up. And it's like it's like a Turkish bath. <laughs> and I just turned around. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to the Yankees game. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you have to it, you have to put in an effort to deal with the subways in the summer. So I, I don't blame you for uh, turning around. And then no, you had a column. Rec- you had a column recently. Again, I think I don't know if it's a New York City thing or not, but. You, you demanded that people wear headphones all the time. And as someone who yeah. commutes and takes a Long Island Railroad every day, I, I, that another take that I just wanted to print out and kiss the paper. I think, it's, I think it's becoming an epidemic, and I'm very angry about it. And I should be able to say to somebody, can, can you please put on headphones or something like that? Like, that should not be an unreasonable request. I don't want to hear you watching the trailer for like solo <laughs> and I can't see like the screen and, and we're at like an airport about the board or something. Like and that. how about the people who wear the headphones and the sound is bleeding out of the headphones? Yeah. But you know what? Even that I can deal with. At least you made some sort of effort, you know, like, all right, your headphones are loud. I'll put on my headphones and all that. It's just, it's 
just such a complete and utter disrespect to the public right. space to, to blare like your music or some shitty video out loud for a minute here. It is, it is amazing that people just no shame. And, um, the last thing before I get to the couple of sports things is you, you tweet, sure. you, you tweet your weight. You're trying to keep your weight at a, keep your weight down, I guess. And you go on Twitter and put that out there. What did, does that help you? I assume it does if you're doing it, but how does it help you? I guess I should say. Uh, I just like, it's sort of a way of holding myself accountable. Cause if I don't tell anybody then nobody knows, right. you know, and right. you know, I know. And, but it feels like, because you know, as as much as Twitter gets flack for being just a hate ridden hellhole and all that stuff, like when you talk about like weight loss and stuff like that, people people tend to be sympathetic because right. I think the majority of us are all trying to get in shape. And you know, I I have to lose weight because you know I want to get my cholesterol down, and my blood pressure down, and stuff like that. It just made sense, and so to have the incentive of doing it sort of online and. You know, and having people like people will people will say nice things to you. Like they're not all Nazis on Twitter, you know. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not Facebook. So you know, the, you know, it's nice to have that, and and people, you know, doing it themselves, and you know, trying to do it together because you know it it helps in any in self improvement endeavor. It helps to yeah. not be alone. So that's that's the reason I do it. Plus, it's funny if people people goof on me and send me the chopped gif and all that yeah. stuff. That's fun. And then you write something they don't like, and then they call you a fat fuck, basically. Is. <laughs> yeah, but that's just, you know, you again, you and I have been doing this so long, that's just right. part and parcel. Exactly, episode. exactly. All right, let me uh, let me get, like, your unique, fun, I'm going to throw a couple of, now, you're a Vikings fan, so that had to be yeah. a, a rough end of the season. A great, great regular season, and then a rough ending, I guess. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty awful. Like, <laughs> I was... It was just a it was just a really massive letdown because obviously the the Minneapolis miracle was so awesome and you know it was just this huge buildup for a hometown Super Bowl that just never came to pass. But Super it has, was fantastic though. But so. does it make you feel better that? Well, I guess it wouldn't make you feel better. But yeah, it, you know what's crazy about them? I feel like people forgot that the Vikings lost Dalvin Cook throughout the uh, that, like they kept winning every week, every week got to the playoffs, and it was like they were doing this without their running back who was playing really well. Um, the future is does look bright, but now I guess today they're saying Kirk Cousins is in the mix. Who do you want the Vikings quarterback to be? You know, I don't know. I, I think my first inclination was to have Case and Teddy back and to get right. rid of Bradford. Um, but I don't. They I don't think they can afford to do that. Uh, they already said they won't franchise Case, but I, it, but they still might try to sign him anyway. Same with Teddy. They they're not going to toll his contract, but they still might try to sign him. Um, you know, I live in D.C., so. You know, I've seen Kirk enough to know that he, you know, he's a sort of guy that can pass for 350 yards, but will also commit, you know, at least one back-breaking turnover a game. Right. So, you know, I don't know. I think he would make that offense better, uh, but you know, it's the Vikings, so uh, you know, I there's just I don't have a strong feeling as much as I should about what they should do, and honestly, I don't think they have a, a good idea of what they ought to do either because it's hard. It's not easy to. To me, it's not easy to parse through those three options they had uh, last year and now mix in the rest of the free agent pool. I mean, unless you can say to me that they're going to get Drew Brees, I don't see anything that is a clear-cut superior option. It's tough, too, because the NFC is going to be really, you would assume, is going to be really tough again next year. because the Ram- Yeah, Rams will be good. You have the Eagles, obviously. Falcons should be good. Yep. 
Cowboys, you know, it, so the NFC, it's amazing. The difference in the AFC and NFC right now is, is unbelievable. Yeah, the AFC is a joke. Yeah. It's just a fucking Yeah, it's the Patriots and nobody. Be, no, it's going to be it's going to be loaded, and I don't expect the Vikings to go back to an NFC title game and lose it for another decade. That's It's usually about once a decade. It's usually right. on the schedule. That's the sports fan attitude for you right there. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of the Goodell wants his $2 million from Jerry Jones story? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think they'll, I think all these guys like to sort of fight in public, but then nothing really comes of it. Then, you know, then, it, then it all goes back to business as usual, you know? So can you root for one so, of the, those guys in a battle between them? Oh, like if they had an actual fight? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Jerry's so old now. And like Roger's just a big block of ham. So <laughs> I guess Roger would beat him up, but I wouldn't. You know, Jerry would do. Jerry would have like a foreign object. I was going to say type. Jerry would definitely go low blow for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, he'd use his dentures and clamp them on his mouth <laughs> or something. Like that. And uh, the combine, I guess, is underway. Is this one of the stupidest events in sports? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I never watch it. It doesn't do anything for me. I mean, I will say that I understand why they do measurables, like you know. Uh, 40s and stuff like that yeah, that's that's all fine how much yeah. weight can you you know how many times can you bench press 225 i'm fine with all those tests shuttle runs blah 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 throwing drills passing drills i get it you want to see the bill of goods right um but you know when they subject the the prospects to these sort of cia level interrogations and you know jeff ireland's asking des Bryant of his mom's a whore <laughs> and stuff like that uh, it is it's amazing you know, that the nfl gets away with things they still get away with in this day and age stuff like that yeah, I mean, I get, I get workouts. Like it makes perfect sense to watch a guy work out, you know. But to have it fetishized into this strange sort of meat market, I think everyone thinks it's weird, but nobody's really doing anything. I guess it's it. one of the, it's also one of those things that Twitter makes unbearable because it, it's almost too like spring training baseball is going on right now, and the reaction that I feel like media members have to things that happen at the combine or spring training. So I want to explain. This is not a game. This has nothing to do with what happens in a real game. It's you know, this guy jumped fifty feet, and okay, but what does that mean? How does that you know? What does that mean as a football player? But you know, th that happens, and everyone has to tweet about it, and you know, go crazy about it. So I think it's it's like, another one of those things. Twitter like, sort of takes the pleasure away from. Yeah, I don't remember a single thing about a single memorable moment about any combine, like at all. I really cannot. The most memorable I can't, I can't thing think of a single was that poor kid from Alabama who had his shirt off, and then everyone made fun of him because he yeah, was flabbing Terrence around. Cody, yeah, yeah it's Terrence Cody's boobs. That was the only memorable thing about the combine. Yeah. Otherwise, the only thing you remember is when guys blow up meetings, right? And then scouts get mad, right? That's it. Um, last thing has not, it, it sort of circles back to how we started this and talking about the whole how the media game and internet and blogging and media and all that has changed, and. You guys, like I said, kissing Susie Culver, a pioneer in the blog world. But you're now, I think, sort of, I don't know. I, I always try to say that I do, I give Simmons credit for being unique and sort of, um, you know, doing things differently and maybe leading to blogs. But you're not a fan of Bill Simmons, if I'm not mistaken. No, I mean, it sucks, <laughs> but I, I always willingly give credit, you know, to him for sort of. Uh, breaking through, you know, being right. the first sort of blogger who really made it big. And, you know, not only that, but, you know, having the ambition to start sites. And, you know, people that I like have worked with him and say he's a good boss and all that stuff. But fuck him. So, right. why do you, yeah, so why do you think he sucks? 
Oh, I mean, the, the homerism so, so just strained and annoying and not necessary. Like, you can be the voice of the fan without putting Larry Bird in your column 60 times, right? right? Um, and there's just this, uh, you know, there's just this sort of navel-gazing where everything, every take of his is just a reflection of some past take that he had sort of filtered through this sort of gauze of old takes. And so it's all just very self-referential and a bad example for like, you know, up and comers and stuff like that. Like you and I said, like, what, where are all the good football bloggers? Well, if they grew up reading like his picks column, they're going to suck. <laughs> Everyone has a picks column now though. It seems like, uh, I think the guy who works in the calf here at SI has a picks column. Like it's, yeah, but uh, you know you can do a picks column without being like, well, I don't think Vegas knows what they're doing with that line. You right, know? right, right. Who? You know, there's a certain cloying obnoxiousness about yeah. it. I don't care for. Well, I uh, I had to get your take on that because I I've seen some of your writing about Bill. So, of course. All right. Well, I I appreciate this. This was fun for me, and um, like I said, I've always enjoyed your writing. So I'm, I'm I was very happy you agreed to do this. So I thank you very much. Yeah, sure. And tell uh, Rohan I said eat shit. Okay. I will. Uh, now who? Okay. Now Rohan walks around this office every day telling people to eat shit. Now is that Rohan's line or is he stealing that from you? Who's who's the original eat shitter? No, that's everyone at Deadspin says that to each other is like uh Okay. Okay. Uh, it's like yeah. it's like an act of love. Yes. I like that yes. Rohan Rohan is just taking it completely out of context and saying it to people and, yes. and they're not and they're not understanding it all and they just think he's insulting. Do you so wait, did you work at Deadspin with Dan Gartland? Was he there oh, when you were there? You know, the name's familiar, but I okay. cannot. Because I sit no, I, I sit next to Dan uh, here at SI, and every time Rohan walks past Dan, he says, eat shit to Dan. So <laughs> I'll relay the message now <laughs> tell, to Rohan. Tell Rohan to stop trying so hard. Okay, I will. Thank you, Drew. See ya. All right, take care. All right, joining me now are two of my coworkers, Rohan Narkani and Matt Dollinger. Rohan, I just interviewed... Drew McGarry, and he closed out the <laughs> podcast by saying, when you see Rohan, please tell him to eat shit. So I brought you in here just to tell you that live on the air. Uh, that's <laughs> funny because I told Drew to eat shit a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little late, frankly. And I told him that you walk around here, I hear you often telling people to eat shit. So I didn't know, did you steal that from Drew or did Drew get that from you? And he said it was a dead spin show of affection type of thing. He didn't really say you stole it. He said it was sort of everyone public domain. Yeah, it's kind of just the way uh, people would greet each other back in the day. When I was an intern, I got told to eat shit nearly every day. <laughs> and for a while, it actually really hurt my self-confidence. Drew, you're a reason for a lot of my low self-esteem <laughs> as a writer in college or a lot of dark days my senior year. But I, I grew to realize that people were, it was just a thing people said. You and Drew, though, follow the same path. That's been NGQ, it seems like. Yeah, I just like, you know, he, he's like always been trying to steal my shit right. for the longest right. time, but right. it is what it is. And so, it's a hack. Honestly. Rohan and Matt are the hosts of Crossover TV. Can I just add something for a second? Sure. I just like that. Trying to do know, a plug, but go ahead. Richard Deitch asks people about their method. He wants to get in, you know. Jimmy Traina asks, like, what's the origin story of you eating shit? <laughs> Listen, he said, uh, he said, 
I said, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. This was a fun chat. He goes, no problem. When you see Rahan, tell him to eat shit. How do I not follow up? I'm just doing You're I, a good journalist. Yeah. Due diligence. I get it. Yeah. Okay, go back to the plug. That was good. So Crossover TV, is it on fullsi.com or just SITV? Because uh, it changes. SI.com. It's on SI.com. Okay. You can also pay for it, pending on preference. Okay, so <laughs> it's a very good show. They host it. A very, um, what's the word there? Um you know our all-star Acerbic, special you know you could say yeah no no what was the word? i can't think of the word i was getting. very uh caustic eccentric whatever sure. all that sure but lighthearted. but i when i see it, it i think it has like a between two ferns type of feel we yeah. we aim fair? to be a little uncomfortable in everything that we do yeah and it comes to us naturally so that helps <laughs> yeah the, for some reason people think matt and i have chemistry mm-hmm. there's none of that yeah i'm not we, seeing it right now we, maybe we'll the bar is so pretty low, low. Yeah. i mean we never have the same ideas. We never really agree on anything. That's good, though. We're, it, we're in completely different walks of our life. It makes it easy to come up with a show. <laughs> yeah. Do you... Okay, so, like, LeBron. Do you, Matt, do you like LeBron? I like LeBron. Ron, do you like LeBron? Yeah, I mean, we both like LeBron, but okay. there's we. I think we like him in different ways, or, like, we have different theories about LeBron. Do you think LeBron is the best player in the NBA right now? Matt, I, yes or no? I do, James. Yeah, well, I do. Actually, okay. Yeah. So the, the, we, I'm just wanted okay. to say where we agree. Okay. Yeah. This is why he's Are the Warriors expert. going to win the NBA title this year? Yes or no, Matt? No, the Lakers are definitely going to win okay. the title this so year. So now you're trying to be funny. <laughs> are the Warriors going to yeah, win? Yeah, the Warriors are going to okay. win. Okay. So you agree on those okay, things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, crossover TV, I should know this and I don't, so forgive me. Once a week it airs, I assume? Allegedly, yes. mostly once a week. Okay. Sometimes our show the week before is so good, we take the next week off, as we did this past week. You know, our all-star special had Kevin Hart, Shaq, Andre Drummond. Shaq, let me tell you something. I watched Shaq. Mm-hmm. I had to skip Kevin Hart. I can't do Kevin Hart. Yeah. Shaq loved you guys. He did. And there was chemistry between Shaq and Rohan, I thought. <laughs> Not so much me. I was just genuinely intimidated by a seven-foot-one, 370-pound man. Did you do interviews with Shaq? Like, Shaq acted like he knew you guys, or was that the first time you've no, interviewed? I mean, he's a pro. We, we always try to loosen guys you're up. You're not a pro because off. you're not talking into the mic. Well, I was okay, talking yeah. to the mic earlier, and I saw my, my levels jumping super okay. high there. All right, Shaq, I once interviewed you... Shaq for SI Kids. I'm sure he remembered it. <laughs> yeah. And that was probably what, one no, of the reasons he, we had so much chemistry. He was acting like you guys were all BFF. He's a, he knows everybody. Yeah, Imagine he, if you're Shaq and you just he go is a great through. Guy. Everyone in the world knows who you are. He's in a good mood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but even more. But that's uh, when you are in that position and you do all is those Jimmy interviews. Is Jimmy trying to convince us that we know Shaq even though I we're telling him what, we're not? I think the point no, I, trying to make is people size Rohan and I up right before the interview <laughs> yeah. and they're like, how the fuck did these guys get yeah, this yeah, job? Yeah, yeah. You know what? They must be funny. I'm going to have some fun. Yeah. I thought Shaq was great with you guys. Um, all right. So this is what happened today. This is why Matt is in here. So Matt, I think he tried to start out. He wanted to come over and mock me for liking pro wrestling. Yeah. It was part of it. Yes. And then he just started firing off these ridiculous hot takes about Ronda Rousey. Because now Ronda Rousey's oh, Matt's in... a huge MMA fan. I know. Yeah, he did our Weirdly, MMA. Yeah. yeah. So Rousey is now in the WWE. Yes. Because she was a big fraud and got exposed in MMA. Oh, no. And then oh, you said... God. Well, media creation and all that. Yeah. And you said she's the most dominant athlete of our time or some ridiculous statement? In Ronda Rousey's prime, right. which lasted a decent amount of time. 30 minutes? No, she had, she had a year, year and a half, let's say. Right. In her prime, she was the most dominant athlete I've ever seen. Okay, now- I've it, ever seen. Don't you think it's completely and utter, utterly ridiculous mm-hmm. to say someone's the most dominant, dominant athlete of her time when their prime, like you just said, was one year? Here's no, because thing. in that sample size, I did not see anyone better at their sport, more dominant. Listen, this is my take. It's a short take. She had one move. Everybody knew the move. 
She was so dominant that despite fighters, professional fighters, training to prevent this one move, she pulled off the one move and still won. It was like Mariano Rivera's cutter. Yeah. Rel- relax, like relax, yeah. relax. She relax. is like Rivera, relax. but better. Well, now I'm going to throw you out of here. She's like Mariano. a classier Mariano Rivera. Oh, She's like, I would rather her own the Marlins right now, frankly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Listen, too. I, Do they even have a, a full roster right now? Whose fault is that? Uh, I have to. I actually have to agree with Matt on this one. I think Ronda Rousey is so good. The only reason she lost. <laughs> well, present tense is tough. Yeah. The only reason she lost is because of how popular she made the sport. Yeah, but like, she like people were coming for her and her only, and like she probably inspired like a generation well, of fighters. No, because but, of how talented but here's the thing, though. She didn't lose once. She lost twice. See, if she would have lost once, I could say, okay, listen, all right, couple a bad things. Day. You lose twice after all that yeah. fraud media creation. I'm no. speaking past tense. You don't hear any present tense. No, no, tense I, I agree. Here. I'm, 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 I thing. agree with you. She that. inspired a generation. Maybe she did. We oh, won't no, find she out for didn't. a long time. That's a lie. But this is what happened. That's a lie. This is what happened when she became popular. Uh, there's not a lot of competition out there. The talent pool is very shallow. She helped build the talent pool. That's what I'm saying. By making it a thing. Unfortunately, she ran into a fighter who was better than her ultimately. But before that, when she only competed against the best the world had to offer, it wasn't up to her. She had one move. She pulled off every time. She was a beast. Before she lost twice, what, do, what was her record? I don't even know. Like, like uh says the MMA expert 12 and 0. Okay, so she had 12 fights yeah. and then lost two fights and we're going to act like she's up there with Jordan and Wayne Gretzky Never and said Ruth. that. Okay. Never Fine. once did I say that. And I said she was the most dominant athlete I've ever seen at a given moment. All right. And forgive me for not knowing this cuz I don't care about MMA. Sure. Did she lose to the same fighter twice or two different fighters? Two different she lost athletes. to two different oh. fighters. How so did this turn into an MMA podcast? We host a basketball show. I know, and I don't care about well, MMA. Cuz he he wanted to make fun of <laughs> cuz he was trying to what, So what was your take on rousing the WWE? Look it, what was that? Look, I did not grow up a wrestling fan. Look it. Look it. Look it. That's the name of my new podcast. <laughs> Carlos Boozer and Nate Robinson look co-host it. it. It's called Look It. no, this is my thing. I don't watch wrestling. I watch watched it because of Ronda Rousey. This is what they're going for, Vince right? Vince McMahon loves they you right They brought now. me in because they got yeah. Ronda Rousey. Right. I was ready to fucking play along. I was appalled. I could not... I couldn't put. I couldn't suspend belief because she was terrible. No, because <laughs> the other people in the ring were so cheesy and such bad actors. I just. I know there's millions of people who love wrestling. This is the problem. I can't believe this is what we're no, all talking no, about. No, it's because when you come in now, you're seeing a sanitized product. But if you're like Jimmy and I, and you watched wrestling in the '90s, and you saw guys putting their bodies on the line, you saw real feuds. I mean, you had The Rock, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, I don't Triple have H in his prime, like. You had guys who were doing some crazy shit. Shawn Michaels was so like drugged out, like I had no idea what the fuck he was doing in the ring. Like, like those were the yeah. days. And when you grow up on that, I think you you can accept now that it's not the same. Right. Here's well, what, here, no, but here's the thing. I put it on you for this reason. Put it on you. Me. If look it, you're going. <laughs> you're putting it on. Yeah. You have to expect cheesy. And I didn't bad know what acting. to expect. I had a clean oh. slate, more yeah. or less. I didn't know. What was going to happen? Can okay. I say one other wrestling thing? Of course thing? you can. I'd like to bet an unlimited amount of money on this, okay? Go ahead. Within the next five years, okay, the most famous professional wrestler in the world will be that hot Tongan guy. No question. <laughs> okay. They got to get that I, Tongan guy The Olympics there. guy? He yeah. thinks oh, they got to oh. get that guy. But why do you think he's going to be a wrestler? Well, have you seen him? It makes perfect sense. I mean, yeah, he's your already... wrestling takes are rough. Ronda Jimmy Rousey. Rousey. 
Will you versus the Tongan guy? SummerSlam 2047. Right, here's a question for you because this is the money question right here for the WWE. WrestleMania is going to be Rousey and Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, who are what? married in real life. Will you watch it or at least try to look at the find the clip on Twitter or something like that? Like when she has her first match at WrestleMania in six weeks. What is what does pro wrestling do about the male on woman violence thing? Well, here, okay, now I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. We're gonna have a serious discussion about this. I'm curious. When Ronda Rousey made her first WWE debut yeah. two years ago at WrestleMania, it was her and The Rock, uh -huh. who, by the way, followed me on Twitter last night, which we can get into later. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and they came in the ring and they had this confrontation with. Triple H and Stephanie, because Triple H and Stephanie own the company and they act like the bad guys because they're the boss and all that. That's the storyline always. Triple H does look like a villain. And I went on Twitter at the time and said it was a horrible segment because it needed to end with The Rock giving the rock bottom to Stephanie. Because mm. Stephanie's like the number one heel in the company. Is she okay? Basically. Oh, yeah. And everyone on Twitter said they can't do that in this day and age. Mm. Now, like Rohan, who hit the nail on the head earlier, said, mm. if you watch the WWE in the Ooh. 90s. Man. You have no idea. This stuff was disturbing. Yes. Disturbing. Oh Sexist? Well, yes. no, I'm talking about, well, that too, but okay. I'm talking about men wrestling women. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But now the WWE like is. You like that reference? Well, that she callback? beat the men, so that was a difference. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was just adding a little context. Yeah. But now, because it's a PG show. It is. And it's a publicly traded company. Yeah. They cannot have any of that. So that's why the whole setup is a little boring anyway because mm. see what here's the thing at wrestlemania rousey's probably gonna pin triple h like that'll yeah. probably with who is the ultimate the ultimate warrior no well that's a good show too who is the <laughs> ultimate opponent for rousey like is it tim tebow who is the ultimate like if you're gonna build something the ultimate good versus evil you know type of thing who is the ultimate heel for her or is she the heel who's but the tebow's not a heel all right but who's the good guy Who's the good well, girl? Tebow would be a good guy. Yeah, you like that though, Tebow versus Rousey. Um, I, I can't say uh, that I. I do. don't know. That is a good question. I don't know who they can build up in the company right now to be right. Her. Um, well, that's why it's going to be what, Stephanie. What's Ric Flair's daughter? Maybe Charlotte. Yeah, but it's going to be Stephanie and Triple H against Rousey uh, and Kurt Angle. Jimmy, it was supposed to be The Rock. A lot of nepotism in this. Jimmy, I want you. you I want on. you to bring me back on. I want right. to talk about rated RKO. I want to talk about. Just so much stuff from my past, or like wrestling. Right. We'll do that. Uh, we'll like, have a big WrestleMania. Like, when WrestleMania comes around in six weeks, we'll have a big round table. We'll get great. There was that great last man standing match between Triple H and Jericho, like early 2000s. I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Mark Henry. I want to talk about sexual <laughs> chocolate. I want to talk about Rikishi, Rikishi. the stink face. Yes, Can absolutely. I just say one thing to Rohan? Yeah. Eat shit. <laughs> oh. When we get out of here, I'm going to send you a clip of the Dudleys putting Mae Young through a oh, table yes. if you want to see oh what the WWE God. used to do. All right, so you love Ronda Rousey. Mm -hmm. You like her, too. I think she's a phony. And <laughs> Crossover TV once a week on SI.com. Is it a sp specific day every week? Let's get the plug proper. Thursday well, nights. It comes out Thursdays to Fridays. <laughs> okay. Listen, no. Thursday nights, SI.com. It's a great show. You're going to love it. And There's you should check out, check out the interviews with Shaq, Kevin Hart, it was the, Paul, the little Chris guy Paul, from Entourage, German Turtle, Jerry who's Ferrara. even littler than last time you checked in. He looks great. Right. Uh, it just there's a little something for everyone on that show. We hit basketball, but we also hit yeah. Twitter. We have interesting guests. It's a funny show. It's I'd say this: show. if you like Jimmy Traina, you'll love us. <laughs> That's what okay. I'd say. Uh, do we want to get back to The Rock following me on Twitter? No, I wouldn't mind breezing past it really quick because that <laughs> man has so many 
notifications every day. How do you see it? How I don't know. He well, sees you, your tweets. If you try as often as Jimmy nah. does, I mean. No, I that was the first time I tried for the follow. Here we go. But you've, you've mentioned him numerous okay. times. Oh, yes, absolutely. You've pandered shamelessly numerous times. Without a doubt. Times. Without a doubt. I respect it. Honestly, well, I, I respect it. You two, only live once. Two words for Rohan. Dwayne Wade. Uh, it's not even comparable. Does he it's follow like, you? No, but I don't tweet with his handle every day. Not every day. Well, listen, you do what you got to do. Yeah. He has two large photos of him behind him on crossover TV. That's right. All right, so I'll tweet Dwayne Wade and I'll tell him to yeah. follow Rohan. Tell, right. tell Drew McGarry. Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking hat. <laughs> okay. No uh, one gives no. a shit about his 45-year-old white dad opinions he was good on but about politics. He was. He, I just had him a, as a guest. I had, people have to listen to him. I can't say don't. Well, let me say uh, this about Drew, uh, okay? Okay. Yeah. Don't listen to him on any other podcast. <laughs> the man is old. He just walks with a weird limp. His back is deformed. There's just so many things wrong with that guy. Oh uh, God! Uh, see, I feel like he should has a he deserves a chance for a he rebuttal. And now, a chance, but yeah. Ron got the last word. Good for that's yeah. smart move by power move by Rohan. Yeah. Bruce Pro power move by Rohan. All right, oh thanks, Matt Rohan crossover TV. My thanks to Drew McGarry. We'll see you next time on Off the Board with Jimmy Trainer. <laughs>